guys, I'm Bethany. And I'm Dalton. And this is Looking for the Middle. Yeah, it is. Do you feel better that we did the normal intro now? No. I just cannot make you happy. Good grief. Only only Jesus can make me happy. Boom, roasted. (laughs) Don't even. Jesus, Jude. I can't even, like, say something bad about that. (laughs) Because then I'm like... (laughs) I win, people, but we're glad you're here. We are glad you're here. Okay, housekeeping. Social media. If you don't follow us on social media, you Do should. It. Instagram is LFTM underscore podcast. We would love to hang out with you there. Do it. Uh, what is the... I'm, you <laughs> totally <laughs> threw me off. Oh, ladies. Yes. Fa- Facebook, Facebook group. LFTM community is a group on Facebook for you guys to hang out, to talk, to chat, to get to know each other. And it's really fun over there. You Do can it. ask... Uh, questions and get i don't know you i jump in as much as i can but you can also ask like questions you have get to know the ladies you get plenty of feedback um so our house is kept it is now would you like to ask a question yes question of the day okay so i'm trying to like rotate between uh-huh. serious questions funny questions this one could get interesting if you make it interesting you might just make it boring and i'll be disappointed with you if I'm pretty boring if you were to be randomly arrested okay and nothing came out of the news as to why you were arrested. Okay. What would your friends and family assume? They'd probably assume that I talked back to the police officer too much. Really? And ticked him off. And Do you do that? Well, I don't... So far, it's never worked not in my favor, I guess you could... I'm really kind about it, but I guess if it was taken wrong, I'd get in trouble. I've been pulled over... Six or seven Good times. Grief. I've gotten what? one speeding. One time I had a headlight out. I've only ever gotten one ticket though. So normally I can just be kind and innocent and sweet and whatever because I was legitimately speeding. Now, if I get pulled over or whatever, it, it'd probably I'd probably end up saying something stupid. Maybe not being like sassy talking back, but because I said something stupid. Like, what? You think I've got like marijuana in the car? Or what? You think I've got cocaine? Like I'd probably just say something stupid in my nervousness and get myself arrested. Yeah, that's stupid. <clears throat> I'm just saying, that's what they would think I did. <clears throat> Great. Why can't I talk my throat? Ugh. Maybe you should try not talking like that. Have you ever considered that? I had a, <laughs> had a friend call me the other day and said, I'm just not feeling well. I said, have you considered feeling better? <laughs> he said, I did. I'll, it didn't work. I'll send you a bill. No, I just, let's be real. I'm kind of a goody two-shoes. So... I don't get in trouble. Mm. I don't get in trouble. And so if my friends and family were like, Bethany's been arrested, they would probably assume it was that or I didn't renew my tag or I my license or whatever. I don't think that it's your goody two-shoes. Oh, what is it? I think it's more you're a people pleaser. Well, yeah, that's that's what I Th- meant by that's that. That's different. Oh, okay. That's, that's what I meant. Goody two-shoes is somebody that just wants to always do the right thing no matter what. Oh. A people pleaser is just going to do whatever it takes to make that person happy. Okay. That's kind of... Okay. That's more what I meant by goody two-shoes. Because I'm kinda. not. <laughs> so they would assume something like that probably, that I had said something stupid. See... Uh, not actually committed a crime. It would be one of two things okay. that my friends and family would think. I know uh, what I would assume. Well, we'll come to that in just a second. <laughs> The first one would be that I was doing something incredibly stupid while driving. Like the other day, I yep. left a wedding, and there was another guy from church that was driving up next to me, and we kept meeting up at the same stoplight every single time, and we may or may not have raced just a little bit. Dalton um, Wayne. But then I also rolled down my window and started doing turkey calls at him in the middle of traffic. So it's either doing something really dumb, 
while driving alongside someone I know. Yeah. Uh, or because I am not a people pleaser. <laughs> it's probably because there was somebody important in public that was doing something I didn't like, and I just told them how it is. Oh. And then uh, it started a fight. Because ah. I may or may not do that. Gotcha. Because I'm not know. like, okay, here's the thing. You know how in you're walking around in a grocery store, and I get this from my mom, actually. Walking around in a grocery store, yeah. and then there's people that would just cut you off or stand yeah. right in front of you. I will smart off very loud so that they oh. can hear me and be aware. The other day, me and my roommate were going to Five Guys. Yeah. And we were walking out into the middle of the parking lot, and this Jeep just comes flying up. Andrew uh, is my roommate. Uh-huh. I gave up his name. He's the greatest guy ever. <laughs> uh, Andrew kind of steps back a second and notices yeah, them. Yeah, to not get run over. I stood my ground, looked over at them. <laughs> Knew their window was down. I was like, good grief, some people don't know how to drive. And then kept walking oh and looked word. back at them. No, see. I am unfiltered and totally not a totally opposite pleaser. shocker to no one in that I'm the person who, like, you talk about me in the grocery store and, like, somebody runs into you, like, bumps into you. I'm the one that says, oh, I'm sorry. And they're like, oh, it's okay. When it, it, All I do then is just mentally be like, excuse me, you ran into me. Why? I'm just being polite here. You're not supposed to say it's okay. You're supposed to apologize. But I'm never going to say anything about it. See, like if it's that moment where someone accidentally runs in me, I will be kind. I will not be rude in that situation. If someone can tell I'm clearly waiting in line Uh-oh. for something. And they're just or, oblivious. Or I'm standing looking at something yeah. and they're just so all about their time. <laughs> That they just cut you off or get right in front of you. Yeah. I will let it be known that Got I am it. unhappy with that person. And then sometimes that ends up causing a scene. That's funny. That I, Those are not what I would have guessed. You want to know if you call me and you're like, I got arrested. You know what I would assume it was for? You say drugs, so help me. No, it was, no but now that you've said no. <laughs> no, it's not. I would assume that you had gone hunting and either intentionally or unintentionally wandered onto property you were not supposed to be on. There's no way. And got yourself arrested for trespassing. Do you know how obsessed I am with property lines? And I said intentionally I in, or in unintentionally. If you were on the hunt incredibly and it just... No, I'm just saying. That's what I would that, assume. But that's not. there's no way that'd be the case. Because literally went hunting a couple of weeks ago... And a deer that I was hunting uh-huh. ran on other property. I turned around and walked the other way. Well, that's good. I now know I know not. Lines, to... psh, you have such low. Now I know not to assume that anymore. <laughs> just not exciting whatsoever. It wasn't okay. as much fun. I mean, it's still entertaining. It wasn't as much fun. You just take away all of my joy. I'm sad now. Oh my word! You're so <laughs> dramatic. Good grief! That's the thing, people. I will say something. We had this conversation yesterday <gasps> with somebody. I will say something on here. And then yes. not remember what I said. No. So I can be really dramatic and then have no idea that's what no, I did. No, he doesn't at all. Someone okay. called me the wrong name the other day, and I told them I wasn't going to speak to them for a week. And then two days later, could not remember what in the world they were talking about. I just know I'm not speaking to you. I didn't even remember I that. I know, I know, I know. Oh, brother. Okay, let's move on. We have rambled on through this introduction. Probably half of our listeners have tuned us out already. And this is different. How? I don't know. It's not. Uh, I like to think of it as endearing, not... Um, off-putting. Well, everyone so. thinks I'm adorable, so I think that's well, what it is. everyone does, huh? Yeah, I've just okay. spoken for everyone. Gotcha. Let's talk about things. Let's talk about things. What are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about clarity and why clarity seems like such a four-letter word in dating. Now, before you guys are like, that's way more than four letters, I realize it. Do you know how long it took me to figure out what in the world you meant? Really? Yeah. Oh, 
Hopefully it's clear to everyone else. <laughs> no pun intended. Um. <laughs> awful. Um, but no, and I know we've talked. We talked about. Isn't that a seven-letter word? Yes. Did it really take you that long to count to seven? I had to use my fingers. <laughs> no. So we have talked about clarity here and there over the years, but I think it's something that it's good to revisit mainly because it's still something that everyone's like, why is everything so confusing and it's not clear and blah, 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 blah. So one thing that's fascinating to me is no matter who you talk to in the dating world, guys or girls, when they say, or when you ask them what's something that's frustrating, what's something you wish there was more of in dating, like what's something that is just confusing. Everybody talks about how there's not clarity. Mm -hmm. They don't know what's going on. It's not clear. I don't know what he's thinking. I don't know what she wants from me. Everything's confusing. I don't know. So if everybody wants clarity, but nobody's getting it, there's obviously a disconnect somewhere. Yes. Would you agree? Yes, I would agree. Okay. Um, I'm going to throw a curveball at you. Great. Because we didn't talk about this before. Okay. Um, it, do you think one of the problems is that there's no clear definition of what clarity is? Yes. I think I, cause I think it varies relationship to relationship. So it makes it a subjective thing mm-hmm. that like what's clear for me may not be clear for the next, like if I date someone and we're in perfect sync everything's clear it doesn't work out he moves on to another girl her definition of clarity and what makes things clear for her may look totally different so what are you meaning when you say clarity i think there's a couple of big things when i say clarity i want uh, clarity in how someone feels or what they're thinking and i don't mean from day one i need to know i'm planning to marry you indeed at all but Clarity pr- progresses from this is a date we're going on to I am interested in you to I am dating. Like we are dating. We are pursuing marriage. Like there's it maintaining clarity about how you're thinking, how you're approaching, where you're wanting this to go. Yes. Um, And then I think there's clarity in how you achieve that. Like. Okay, what you've moved along and it's like, okay, now we're pursuing marriage. Okay. Pursue it. Like, what are, what does that look like? Okay. Um, I also think, and you can tell me what you think about this. I think there's a little bit more of a, not burden, weight of responsibility. I don't know. Both of those sound dramatic. On the guy to lead in clarity. Yes. Would you agree with that? Yes, but I also think that's the right place for it. I, I do too. I just, and I think as women, we should respond in kind. Mm-hmm. You know, if a guy is saying, I like you, I'm interested in you, I'm going to pursue you. That's not the time to be coy and <laughs> whatever. Yes. Um, well, hold on. Respond in kind with that. Pause. Okay. Because defining terms is important. Yeah. Making uh, clear the word clarity, what we're talking about here. (laughs) The literal definition of clarity in the dictionary. For all of you that don't know what a dictionary is, it's this book that defines words. It's It's also probably an app on your phone. 
Uh, it is, but that counts as a dictionary. <laughs> I still have a physical dictionary somewhere. Anyway, uh, it is clearly defined as the quality of being coherent and intelligible. Okay. That might not make a lot of sense to you here, but let me parse this out for a Are moment. Are you insulting my intelligence? Uh, I said that some people... Yeah, but obviously you're not talking about yourself if you're going to be the one describing it. I know. I'm trying to be unclear just to make this funny. (laughs) You're the worst. Uh, Anyway, to make something intelligible is clearly understood to everyone that's involved. Yes. That you are communicating in such a way, a coherent way, Uh where there is no ambiguity, there is no confusion around the terms that you are Mm -hmm. using to the point in which it is intelligible or, in other words, fully understandable. Yeah. So when we talk about clarity, we are trying to get to a position of where everything on both sides of the equation are fully understandable. Mm -hmm. Now, this gets to what you were just talking about. From the guy's perspective, it really is his task to set the tone for clarity in the relationship. Yeah. So many guys punt on that, which is why we have so many problems that we do today in dating. But that would be one of the major roles that they play. They mm-hmm. need to lead out. And we say this every time when you're <laughs> dating. You're not her spiritual leader. So obviously have that in the back of your mind. But you need to be showing attributes of leadership yeah. in the relationship. You need to lead out in such a way where you are clearly defining terms. Uh-huh. So Guy's perspective, we are simple-minded and easy. I could say to this significant other, I like you. Yeah. Done. For him, that communicates, I like you. I enjoy being around you. I want to continue being around (laughs) you, get to know you better. In that word sentence, he thinks he has conveyed all of that. Yeah. She's sitting over here going, well, he likes me. What in the world does that mean? How does he like me? Does he like me as a friend? Does he like me as a girlfriend? Does he just like being around me? What does this mean? And she's in here analyzing this little tiny sentence of, I like you. Right. And trying to figure out what in the world's going to happen. And then if she can figure out her interpretation of the word like, then she'll start to decide the future. (laughs) Well, he likes me, but more as a friend, so... Uh, it's not really going to work out, and we'll just walk away, and she stops communicating with him. Or he really likes me, and I'm going to plan our wedding. Yeah. Right? It's just he mm-hmm. thinks he's communicating. Yeah. She has no idea what he's just <laughs> said because he is not communicated and aware where all of the terms yeah. are coherent and understandable. Yeah. That's the problem. I would agree. I, and I think you've hit upon something with this communication piece of clarity has to be communicated. Mm -hmm. Talking about, back to the definition of it being coherent and intelligible or whatever, you have to communicate that. Um, It's not, oh, I'm going to flirt with her. Oh, I'm going to, you know, send this cute text or do that thing or whatever. Like, it's something that has to be communicated in a very objective manner that can't be misinterpreted. Um, And so, yeah, I think you have to define your terms. Put it out there. And I realize there's some, I don't know, there's some risk involved in that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's part of where the disconnect comes is because all a girl wants a guy to say is, I'm interested in you, I want to pursue you, and I want to get to know you better. And a guy is thinking, well, yeah, that's what I want, but what if I say that and it scares her off? Or what if I say that and she doesn't quite feel the same way, but if I just don't say it, we can just kind of keep hanging out, then mm-hmm. we'll just eventually 
get there, right? Yeah. And so nobody says anything. She's confused and is starting to go, he must not really like me or he'd really do something about it or this isn't going anywhere because he hasn't said anything. And he's thinking, well, I don't want to scare her off, so we'll just keep the status quo and everyone swims in confusion forever. So before we get to the solution. Yep. Because I think it's easy to jump the gun and get to the solution. Yes. Uh, we need to talk more about the problem. Okay. Because to make the solution look even better, you have to understand <laughs> how bad the problem is. Yes. Um, so, I mean, I can share an anecdote later on okay. about something that happened in my life. The the did did uh, clearly communicate and did not clearly communicate yeah. examples. But what are some of the reasons you think that people don't communicate and are unclear? Yeah, I think the big... A huge one, kind of what we were just talking about, is probably fear. Yeah, you just hinted at There's that. There's a fear of rejection. Mm-hmm. There's a fear of vulnerability, I think. There's a fear of not being at the same place. What if I say this and they're not at the same place? Either way, you know, guy or girl, they're not at the same place. Well, then that... then. I will have jumped the gun. It's going to ruin everything. If I had just waited, then there wouldn't have been this problem. So I'm not going to say anything. Yes. So I think fear is a huge motivator in this, uh, which I get, but at the same time, I think we just end up going in circles. Yeah. Yeah. I think fear is probably the single biggest motivating factor in all of this. Yeah. Um, guys are afraid of rejection. Girls are afraid of commitment sometimes. Yeah. Honestly. Um, so there's a lot of fear attached to it, but I think if we're honest about it, it's a fear of man. Yes. So as someone who has a, a great deal of that, I can attest. I'm afraid of the response of the other person, mm-hmm. how they're going to see me, how they're going to look at me. So I'm not going to do this. Yeah. Um, the danger in that one in particular is uh, clarity or the lack of clarity continues to perpetuate Uh so you're afraid of speaking your mind and saying this is where i'm at because of how the other person's going to respond yeah so it continues on let's take it to a (laughs) better scenario here because you you are beginning stages of whatever in the world this is because you're unclear (laughs) you don't don't know know what this is but then somehow some way it magically morphs into a relationship okay finally go over the hump we're in a relationship but we're still not communicating. Mm-hmm. That's going to continue to perpetuate. It's not like it gets better once mm-hmm. you get in a relationship. In fact, it gets worse. Yes. Because now you're in a relationship and you have no idea what works for the other person, what doesn't work for the other person. You don't know from the guy's perspective when she's having a bad day, what are the cues? And mm-hmm. how do I know she's having a bad day? And what do I do to fix it? Because she hasn't communicated to what that means. Yeah. From the guy's perspective, you have no idea what's going on in her brain because you haven't clearly articulated your terms. So she's sitting over there overanalyzing everything while you think everything's going well. Do you yeah. see where I'm going with I this? I do. I do. And one thing I will say, it's not romantic. It's not the rom-com ideal. But I think it's really important to communicate about your communication. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is everybody wants to just click with someone who can read their mind and then you don't have to tell them anything, but that's not real life. It's fine to say, hey, when I'm having a rough day, this is what I need. It's okay to say, hey, just so you know, I understand, like, if you're thinking this, you're just going to have to tell me. I'm not going to pick up on the subtleties. Like, I need you to just be clear with me. It's okay to say those things. Mm-hmm. It's okay to say, hey, I I need to be communicated with. I don't think it's 
I don't know. It sounds like a demand. I don't think it's selfish, I guess, to say, I need this. You want to be graceful and you mm-hmm. want to be or gracious and understanding and forgiving. You're not demanding something, but it's fine to say, I understand communication best this way. Because as for both of you, your partner's going to be wanting to serve you in that way. Mm-hmm. It's a two-way street. You're both going to want to be doing that. So communicate about how you best communicate. I realize it's not you know, fun, but I think it pays dividends in the long run. Well, and that's, that's kind of where I stand because I have to tell people how my brain works Yeah, because my brain works differently than a lot of people's brains (laughs) Uh, because I can be analytical Mm -hmm. and overanalyze everything. And I can also be incredibly simplistic at the same time. It's weird how the two work together, but somehow in my brain it works. So for me, I need to communicate how I feel. Yeah. So if I if I start dating someone and things are going well, I am probably going to give the I'm really enjoying getting to know you. Yeah. I like you for these reasons. And I will lay them out. And it's not just the nonsense of I think you're cute. <laughs> yeah. That's gonna be part I was of it. Say it's not nonsense. But I said just the <laughs> I will lay out. Yeah. I think you're beautiful. I really enjoy talking to you. I enjoy talking to you because of this reason, this uh-huh. reason, this reason. I think we click well in this way. I'm enjoying hearing what God's doing in your life. I'm really interested to see more about that. Yeah. Um, and then after I've communicated the why I like you, I will communicate the how of what's going to happen uh-huh. next in my mind. Be like, if those terms are acceptable to you, well, here's how it's going to go. But <laughs> I'll, I'll lay that out and say, yeah. okay, if you feel the same way, I'd like to continue to get to know you through regularly talking on the phone. Yeah. Going on dates, but I need you to know that you have the freedom to say whatever needs to be said to me, mm-hmm. because that is how I operate. I don't operate in the margins. I don't operate with ambiguity. You need to tell me how you're feeling. Yeah. If I have done something to offend you, you need to say, "Hey, this really frustrated me, and mm-hmm. this is why." So I can understand, because I need to be able to understand. Mm-hmm. The same thing is true for me. I will tell you. I don't necessarily agree with that, yeah. or maybe you're not looking at this appropriately, and let's talk about this. But somebody in my perspective, I have bad days. Mm-hmm. I do. I am a social introvert, so yeah. I'll be really bubbly and personal with a whole lot of people, but I'll hit my limit and I'll shut down. And it's been, for other people, it's really confusing because you see me out there hanging out with everybody, yeah. doing, and I have a couple of friends that are starting to get clued into this. Um, you'll hang, you'll see me hanging mm-hmm. out and life of the party for a little while. And then I will just retreat all of a sudden. Yeah. And it's a 180 flip. Yeah. And like an immediate, yeah. No sense to anyone. And what I need in that time is not for you to bombard me <laughs> yeah. because I need Why to be able to retreat. To for a little while. Yeah. My roommate has figured this out. Mm-hmm. When he walks in the door, he can tell what's going on. Right. He can look at me and see I'm curled up in a ball on the couch and I'm not responding to what he is saying. <laughs> yeah. So he asked me how my day is. I have brought myself to understand, though, from his perspective, he's a communicator. Mm-hmm. So I'll tell him, but I'll also let him know, hey, I'm really tired. Give me a few minutes. Right. We'll be good to go. So he'll go upstairs, shower, do whatever he wants, and then we'll unpack. Yeah. You you have to define all of your terms. Right. So that there's no confusion. And there, I mean, there's always going to be a level yeah. of confusion. But try and mitigate as much as humanly yeah. possible. Plus, it's just the kindest thing you could do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think... Oh, I was going to say something. Okay, this is going to go way back for a second. Something you said a while go ago. way back. You were talking about um, 
guys being afraid of rejection, girls being afraid of commitment. And mm-hmm. I want to go back to that because I think a lot of girls hear that and because guys are the ones who stereotypically in the culture have the, the reputation of not wanting to commit. Mm-hmm. And so I think a lot of girls can hear that and gloss over and say, no, 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 that's not me. So I want to go back to that for a second because I think it manifests itself differently, but I think there's a huge problem of girls not wanting to commit to something that I want to talk about for a second. And I think it with guys, a lot of times it's just, Oh, well, they don't want to settle down. They don't want to whatever. They're not going to commit to something because they just need to grow up. That's what's floating around out in the culture. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of times for us girls, we are hesitant to really commit to something from this place of, well, all the other guys have been like this. It's a defense mechanism of, I don't want to get hurt again. I, he's going to have to prove himself to me. And we're going to be a little bit of a, not really a diva, but a little bit of one in that, like, he, he's going to have to earn all of my attention and affection, which I get. But I think there's a, I think that just feeds into then that a guy's going to be feeling like he's being rejected because you're not really into it. And again, we're going in circles. So I just don't, I don't want you to just gloss over. No, 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 no. I don't have a problem with commitment. Like really kind of think about it because mm-hmm. I think it is a growing problem with women of not committing to something. And I think there's an element of you have these Hollywood ideals of what the perfect romance looks like. And if this guy, the first sign of he didn't check this box or he's not communicating well, or he's not making things clear. We say, forget it. I've been down this road before. And you go back to whatever dating app or whatever else Mm -hmm. you're doing instead of saying, there's so many great things about this guy. Maybe we should communicate about this. Like it, at the first sight of something not being clear, which I think a lot of times for us can be, he's not reading my mind. Mm -hmm. We say, forget it. Instead of actually putting in the work to communicate about what you need in that situation. Well, and you, you've touched on something that I find uh, pretty interesting because that is a commitment issue Mm -hmm. um, where even though we wouldn't say it, because normally the, the stereotype is on the guy's perspective, they're not committing because they're not willing to take the relationship to the next level. Right. Well, you're not giving them any ground to do that. Yeah. Um, I want to recognize for a moment, relational hurt is real. Like sure. If you're in a bad relationship and you have some, some fear attached to walking into that, that's real. Mm-hmm. And I understand that. But that's where you get into the, the failure to commit issue on the mm-hmm. women's side because it's real. And because I need him to do all of these things in order to really gain my trust, Yeah, I'm going to hold back and just see what he does. Here's the problem with that, though. You're making this guy do 100% of the work, and he's going to look at you and say, she's not willing to put in any effort. Yeah. I'm out. So now you're looking at him going, he wasn't willing to commit. Yeah. Well, because you failed to show any effort towards yeah. him, he rightfully walks yep. away. Yeah. My reason in bringing <laughs> that up is if there's relational hurt, tell them. Exactly. Because, I have yeah. been through this type of relationship, and it ended poorly. Either I was cheated on or there was some emotional spiritual abuse that was there Mm -hmm. or he made promises he didn't keep whatever that is is valid i get it i understand it been through it myself Uh so i'll let them know this is my story in terms of dating yeah now i'm not i'm probably not gonna lay it on first date yeah but i'll let them know this is what's happened Mm -hmm. had a failed almost engagement so there's a little bit of uh, just nervousness yeah. around dating because I'm afraid that this trend is going to continue mm-hmm. itself. 
but I'm going to trust you until you give me a reason not to trust you, yeah. and then I'll let you know why it happened. Yeah. If I can communicate that on the front end, they start to rationalize and understand, this is being the other person, oh, this is how they approach this because of what has happened. Yeah. And it's not that I have to earn their trust before they put effort in. He'll put effort in, mm-hmm. but I've got to play a role in this. Yeah. Well, and it, these are yeah. the lines not to cross. It's not, because if you think about it, girls, from the standpoint of, in your mind, it makes total sense because you know all of this history and you know you've been hurt. So you, you're like, okay, I'm really excited about this guy. I'm kind of crazy about him, but I know all of this. So I'm going to be really kind of aloof. I'm going to not get my hopes up. I'm going to be a little reticent because of that. But on his side, all that seems like is, well, she didn't really seem into mm-hmm. this. Um, so then he kind of backs off because you don't seem into it. It fizzles. You're annoyed at him because he just let it fizzle when in reality you didn't seem interested. Um, and like one of those instances for me is I've been in a situation before that was almost an engagement, but I was, he was super like rushing and pressuring and move like we got to move forward. We gotta move forward. And so I felt like I was just being rushed along mm-hmm. and I couldn't really get out of it. I couldn't say no. And it's overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And so now I, I'm very sensitive to that. And if I feel like I'm being rushed, I will kind of shut down. And it's not because I don't like this new person. It's just because this is like, no, 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 I'm not doing this again. Um, and so there's this balance of not imposing on the new guy the, the same way the old guy was. But I got to communicate that to them and say, okay, look. We need to chill out. We need to slow down. Not because I'm not interested in you, but this is my past that just makes me really, I want to be really smart about not doing that again and not finding myself in that same position again. So it's not you, it's me to use the age old line, but you got to communicate that because otherwise someone putting on the brakes is saying, I'm not interested in you when that may be very much not the case. Communication is clarity and clarity is kindness. Absolutely. So I need to communicate in order to clearly define my terms. Yeah. And when I do that, that person has clarity and I'm showing them a great deal of kindness. Yes. Um, Because consider for a moment the other person. They place their needs above yours, which is 100% what relationships are in the first place. Mm -hmm. Not a, I'm going to get what I want and then get (laughs) out of it. It's a, I'm going to give sacrificially. Just take that little nugget and run with it. Um, (laughs) But you need to consider the other person. Mm -hmm. They are a fellow image bearer. They are a brother or sister in Christ. I need to treat them with honor, respect, dignity, and kindness. Yeah. So your failure to clearly say what you're thinking, what's going on, that is not kind. That is not treating with respect. That is not treating with dignity. That's not treating them as a brother and sister in Christ. And I just say it at the, the front end of a relationship. For me, I found that that actually works better. Because I want to let them know I recognize that I, I like you uh, mm-hmm. in terms of I want to look into this relationship and see where it goes. But I also recognize, first and foremost, you are my sister in Christ. Mm-hmm. So I want to treat you with as much honor, respect, and dignity as I can. Yeah. And if there's ever something that I say that makes you feel like that didn't happen, you need to let me know yeah. so I can apologize for that and correct it. Yeah. Well, and if you think about it, <clears throat> biblically, there are... I don't know. There's two relationships, I guess you could say, really, in a way, defined in Scripture. There are brothers and sisters in Christ, and there are husbands and wives. 
So this whole dating thing mm-hmm. is not like a category of relationship in scripture. So until you are husband and wife, that person is primarily either your brother and sister in Christ. And that should be the lens that you are looking to care for them through as you're moving towards that. It's it it changes, but there's not okay, this this guy's my brother in Christ. And now we're dating. So now not really that anymore. And then we're married. Like that's not a category in scripture. I can tell your wheels are turning. Yes and no. Because you said two things that I don't necessarily agree with. You said until and changes. Okay. Uh, Okay. I know where you're going. This is an important distinction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. If you get married, they don't stop being your brother and sister in Christ. I I know that that sounds weird. But that's well, the language of the Bible. It, and I didn't the mean that it does. The primacy of yeah. being in the family of God as adopted co-heirs together is vastly important. Because mm-hmm. even as you get married, though that is your husband or your wife and mm-hmm. your number one relationship besides your walk with the Lord, you still must look at them through the lens of, this is my brother and sister in Christ, and so I need to honor them in that way. Yeah. So it's just important. Yep. Clarity of language. <laughs> Keep it Good clear. Good job. <laughs> uh, that we that we establish that yeah. right now, dating wise, that is your brother and sister in Christ. Period. Yeah. I get, marriage yeah. becomes a marriage of the two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Husband, wife, brother and sister in Christ yeah. become one thing. There. Yeah. Well, yeah. I guess so. Maybe yeah. Instead of saying, well, it changes. It's st- that stays the same, but there's a layer added to it yeah, that it is grows. not there mm-hmm. pri- prior to marriage. Mm-hmm. All they are is your brother or sister in Christ. Use there's video not, game language, you not, unlock a new level. There's not a layer added to, oh, well, this is my boyfriend. Achievement or this accomplished. Is my- <laughs> so, yes, I'm glad you did point that out because it, yeah, words matter for sure. Clarity. Yes. Clarity. Okay. People. Okay. I'm all we, about it. We get it. Clarity. I'm like that crappy pastor that just keeps saying the same word over and over again in different tones just to see how you respond. How you respond to it. Clarity. It's like a focus group of a Sunday sermon. Shut up. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. So let's, um, I think we kind of camped out there for a long time mm-hmm. on fear because I do think that one is the biggest contributor. I will say, I think we hit the other ones. I, I well, we I lay think, them out. Well, I was to say, we, we had two others. So we have fear, we have pride, which I think we hit pretty well within oh, yeah. that one. The third one, I don't think we did as much, which would be laziness. Mm, yeah. Um, And so I think there's, I think there's a lazy, laziness and apathy epidemic in our culture. Mm-hmm. Um, because ev- we have no, we're very self-serving, we are very um, immediate gratification focused, and we don't do hard things. I think there's another one, but... Okay, go ahead. I'm just listing stuff off. There is this stupid, and I mean that in the... Most biblical sense. Proverbs and Isaiah <laughs> way of an upper tier of foolishness statement that says, let go and let God. Yeah. And the reason why I say that is foolish is what happens when you fall into that phraseology mm-hmm. is that you just, you let go of all responsibility and you just let God do whatever he wants to do. Yeah. Where you have completely thrown aside all forms of human responsibility. And common sense. <laughs> it, it does not work according to the scriptures. Yeah. We are still responsible for what we do. Mm-hmm. So if you walk into a relationship 
and it is lazy, and you say, I'm just going to let God do whatever he wants through yeah. this relationship. Don't try to spiritualize your laziness. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To quote stop. Bethany every day in the office towards me. That's true. I it would is argue true. if I could. <laughs> just stop and, and think yeah. for a second. You are still responsible for what you do. Yep. This is, I'll, I'll take it to a school analogy because <laughs> as a student, I used to think I could get away with this. Uh, I would <laughs> I would pray when I had a big test coming up. God, uh-huh. just help me do well on this test. Help me. Help I'll me never to, ask you for anything. I else. don't say that, but just help me to get a good grade so it continue to further my studies. And I would try and spiritualize it and make myself sound good. <laughs> I did that one time. One of my roommates goes, You're an idiot. <laughs> I said, What? I'm just going for God. He's like, No, no, no you're, you're not. not. You're trying to twist and distort God's will for you and control what he does. You haven't put in any any work to study. <laughs> Why in the world would God honor that? You're like, okay. Think that through. And I was like, oh. So I learned Better study a little. Lord, would you use my faithfulness in any way you see fit? And when I did that with Tess, Lord, recall to memory everything that I have studied mm-hmm. with diligence. And if I haven't, convict me of that. This yeah. paradigm shift. Yeah. Because instead of just trying to distort and control God, well, if I just let go, he'll he'll give me a husband. Yeah. Uh-uh. Oh, no. That's not how that works. No, you no. Don't, you aren't just sitting on your couch and uh-uh. poof, there he is. <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? So, the way that we relate this to clarity, though, (laughs) is you're lazy about it, and you figure if you just let, you throw your cards out there randomly and say, whatever happens, happens. Uh Don't be surprised when you're sitting with a pint of ice cream crying on a couch because so-and-so dumped you because they had no idea what in the world you were doing. Mm -hmm. It doesn't work. You have a responsibility to actually put in effort. Yeah, and if you think... That dating is the hard part and that once you get to know someone and you marry them, it just, you don't have to put in effort anymore. I feel like you're sorely mistaken. (laughs) Of course, I will say, I do say a lot. I hate dating. I really like relationships, but the initial dating part, not a fan. So I get it. But honestly, I feel like that's because it's always so confusing. Once you get past that part and you're in the clearly defined, it's much better. But it doesn't mean it's less. You're gonna get better when you're married. That's what I'm saying it's work not amplifies. That's Because here's the reality of dating: at the end of the day, you go home. Exactly. When you get married, at the end of the day, you are home. You go home together, <laughs> and there is no hiding. No. Everything exactly. is exposed. Exactly. So if you're not putting in effort now, don't be surprised when it bites you in the butt. Thank you. My, exactly. my southernism right there. It very very much so. Your southern was yes. But we I, we approach it so lazy of it'll just whatever happens happens and yeah. we're just gonna let God do whatever He wants and God will do whatever He wants. He's but also not going to not honor, honor laziness exactly. because He calls it out in the Bible. Yes. So yeah, quit trying to. Yeah, justify or spiritualize Put in bad behavior. The effort. Yeah. You will be glad you did. It will be worth it in the end. Just don't be creepy. Don't be creepy. Um, <laughs> Clarity is not getting on the first date and saying, <laughs> I want to marry you. No, That's creepy. That. No, don't do that. Um, okay, so then I do want to hit hit on one quick last thing that I think can contribute to a lack of clarity. Do it. Because I'm sure there are people listening who are going, okay. I'm really not fearful and I don't 
feel like I'm being prideful in this. I don't think I'm being lazy, but I still have no idea what's going on and no idea what I'm doing. I do think, and this is not saying this is a problem for you. I'm just saying, I think it can be a contributor if you maybe haven't dated a ton. I think a lack of experience in, for lack of a better term, how to play this game can sometimes lead to a little bit of a clarity some cloudy clarity, let's say. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying, though, well, you better get out there and just date a bunch of people just for the sake of dating so that you know what you're doing at all. I just want I just want it to, to be acknowledged that I get that uh, and that really it's okay. You can employ the principles without having dated a ton, but it can make it a little murky. This is why it's so important to have and I taught on this uh, this past Sunday, uh, somebody that's discipling you yes, that can speak into this is what you do, this is what you don't do, this is the mistake I made, this is the things that went well for mm-hmm. me. Now you go apply them and see how well it works for you, yeah. and we'll talk about it. If you don't have a ton of experience, I mean, I say do that if you, if you have a ton of experience, <laughs> yeah. but if you don't have a ton of experience, that's okay, and honestly, I find it endearing sometimes. Mm-hmm. So with that, find somebody in your life that knows you really really well is not afraid to say hard things to you yeah and that will speak wisdom into your life yeah. it is so crucial you say it all the time it has been one of the major themes of this podcast is date in community yes you need those people that you can have experiences to lean upon because the same thing is true if you one day get married and you're getting ready to have kids well you don't have any kids you don't know what you're doing how do you yeah. keep somebody else alive yeah I should probably go find somebody that has some kids that are still (laughs) kicking. Yeah. Right? So Mm -hmm. you lean on the experiences of others. Yeah. But at the same time, the scriptures are sufficient. Absolutely. And we don't want to gloss over that. Even if you don't have experience, it doesn't make you lesser. No. That's okay. If you've said, I don't really want to date until I'm serious about it, I'm encouraged by hearing Mm -hmm. that. So lean on the word of God and saying, these are the qualities that I'm looking for. This is how I clearly speak my mind. This is the proverbial wisdom that I need. This is the way that I need to look at this other person. Mm -hmm. This is my purpose. And go for it. Yeah. Which, well, I'll let you comment on that and I'll come back to this thought. Uh, Yeah, I was just going to say, speaking specifically to the girls, I know if you haven't dated a ton... Because I, I didn't. I didn't really start dating till my late 20s. And you kind of feel like there's this flashing sign over your head that says, I don't know what I'm doing. But it's not. Like, no one else can tell that. No one else. Like, don't let you knowing that be this, like, self-dialogue that makes you just retreat within yourself and mm-hmm. never put yourself out there. It can feel like this huge thing and that, it's kind of like when people talk about, well, you need to like work on your credit score. Well, you have to have credit to get a better credit score, but the only way to do that is to have a good credit score and right. round and round you go. So people say, oh, well, the only way you're going to figure out this stuff is if you have experience dating, but you're the only way you're going to get experience dating is to figure this stuff out. And round and round you go, and I don't think that's the case. I don't think, I, I just don't think it's true. So don't let yourself talk yourself out of, putting yourself out there, I just wanted to kind of say, I know that this whole topic of clarity is something you kind of figure out as you go, but put yourself out there regardless. Well, and one warning that I want to give you, and this is going to sound counterintuitive to what we're doing, (laughs) is 
uh, we're not that wise counselor that you need. Mm. So we're, I mean, we're incredibly thankful for the platform that the Lord has given sure. us, the open doors that it's given us, the conversations that we're able to have on this and the encouragement and the reach that we have. Yeah. So use everything you hear here and let us know what works and what doesn't work. It's going to be different for everyone, uh-huh. but we're not that community and that leadership you mm-hmm. need in your life. This is a great to have in addition to yeah. that local church type of leadership. Uh, but I, last thought that I had, and we talked about this before we started recording, yeah. is uh, I was listening to something recently where they were talking about cause and purpose, the difference between the two of mm-hmm. them, um, and how they were less interested in the cause than they were in the purpose, unless the cause informed the purpose. Mm-hmm. So what I mean by all of that confusing <laughs> statement, the cause of why you might start going out with someone is you see them, you think so-and-so is cute. They seem to love the Lord, and you want to get to know them better. Mm -hmm. That's the cause. You've seen them. You've noticed them. They've either approached you or you've approached them. That is the the how this came That's how we got here. (laughs) But the purpose is much more significant. Mm -hmm. And this is what we don't clearly define, and this is where the clarity seems to be lacking is you say, I like you because, and that's it. (laughs) I like you because, and therefore... This is why Mm -hmm. I want to date you. We need to have that purpose. And that purpose is, we've said it many a times, glorifying God in the pursuit of marriage. You date Uh to be married. You don't date just because it's fun. (laughs) But if you make that cause the only reason, then all you're really dating for is because it's fun and they're cute. And there's you get lost in the weeds. And I've been there, so I can tell you from experience I dated because I thought someone was fun to be around and cute, and we had a good time together, and it ended up going nowhere Yeah, because we didn't have a purpose. Instead of saying, the cause is, I think you're cute, I really like you, I want to get to know you better, so that I can be pursuing marriage. Mm-hmm. Okay, you've just changed everything. Because now that's the central focus of what you're doing. When things are going well, you're communicating about this. And, okay, we're continuing to move forward. And I like this attribute more about you. And I really think it stands out well. Or when things are not going well, you can go, oh, well, if I'm dating with a purpose and I've clearly defined that purpose and this isn't who I want to be with, you can walk away because you've both clearly defined this is my reason, Mm -hmm. this is my purpose, instead of getting stuck in something because you never talked about it. That's my last soapbox. I think it's a good one. And what, what, who did you say you were listening to that was the, the idea behind this? Uh, J Pipes. Gotcha. We can put that in the newsletter. Love me some J Pipes. If (laughs) If you don't know who J Pipes is, it's John Piper. (laughs) If, uh, if you guys want to check that out, um, he wasn't talking about it in the context of dating. No. But the principle obviously does apply. So yes, I think that is a perfect place to leave it. We will wrap it up there, guys. I hope this has been clear and has been helpful. If it hasn't, it was Dalton's fault. Uh, Indeed. I'll take it. (laughs) We will go with that. We will be back uh, next week with another episode. Uh, I don't know what it is because we haven't recorded it yet, but I'm sure it will be wonderful. So we will see you then. Until then, I'm Bethany. And I'm your favorite internet voice. (laughs) And this is Looking for the Middle.